Welcome back to WMUL 88.1, The Cutting Edge. You're now listening to Communication Breakdown. I'm your host, Abigail Cunningham, and today we're breaking down what's going on with folk singer-songwriter C.J. Starnes. C.J., thank you so much for being here with me today. Thank you so much for asking me. I've been really excited about this. I've been so excited to talk to you. So just firstly, go ahead and introduce yourself and your music to anyone who might not be familiar with you. Sure. My name is C.J. Starnes. I am a folk singer-songwriter that is based out of Memphis, Tennessee. And so recently, your debut EP was released. How did it feel putting that all together and putting it out there? So the debut EP has gone in a lot of ways better than I anticipated. So it, um, it has felt really, really relieving and really cool and exciting because I, I took the, the, the dive into doing music full-time, uh, just trying to give all of myself to it. I've been doing music for a long time, but uh, just never have been in a situation where I could go full-time, and so now this is my job. And so um, I, I made the decision late last year that I wanted to put out an EP um, because I had some some songs recorded, and I, to, <laughs> to be honest, I, I wasn't 100% sure if I wanted to build a single campaign around any of them. I loved them all. But I wasn't sure if, like, any of them I thought were single campaign songs. And uh, so I decided to go ahead and put them uh, on an EP together. And uh, I really, really have been happy with that decision. Um, People are listening a lot. I'm getting a lot of sweet messages. Uh, It's just, it's been a very cool experience to get to put a record together after about two years of releasing singles. And what was kind of the difference like for you, putting the singles together and putting them out versus putting the EP all together and putting that out? Sure. Putting a single out is, I mean, honestly, it's, it's, they're similar and they're different. They're, they're similar in the way of the, the process is the same in terms of putting it through dis- distribution and uh, those things. But the difference is trying to put a track list together in the way that you want the songs to be heard. And, and I would say, too, that getting to put in a record out, or in the EP in this case, I feel this has been the most rewarding release that I've had. And so that's really neat because I know when people come to the EP, they're getting a collective thought. And so if somebody comes to the EP and they listen to all five songs, uh, they're getting a complete work. It's not just about one song on the record. And that's really neat to me. And I, I honestly, I want to do that as many times as I get an opportunity to. I'll still have uh, you know times of releasing singles, but um, if I can get more opportunities to release EPs where it's you know, five or six songs and it's one collective thought, I have loved this release. It has been really, really special to me. I really want to talk about some of the songs on it. They're just so rich with imagery and storytelling. Where do you get the inspiration for the stories that you want to tell in these songs? That's a great question. Thank you. <laughs> um, I, I, I would say that it's, it's a couple of things. Um, certainly my lived experience, things that I have just personally lived through, things that my, my family and my friends have inspired. Uh, I like to... I like to engage stories a lot, so um, I actually will watch movies as a creative 
don't know what the word I'm looking for. It's just something that gives me some creative energy to think about things. And I would say that those are the big things that will just kind of come through the arc and just who I am as a person. Because I, I don't think I really talk a lot online about, you know, what I'm doing day to day. But I think a lot of that comes through in the music. I also want to touch on one song in particular, Love You From Afar, looks like it's the most popular right now. What about that song specifically do you think makes it the one that people seem to be identifying the most with? Yeah, it's that, that honestly surprised me. You know, I showed a couple of people the EP before it came out, and I don't think anybody said that Love You From Afar was their favorite. <laughs> so... Um, so that one to come out and then be the one that's kind of carried the most steam. Uh, and then it also, it wasn't the one that did the best when I was promoting the EP. Flesh and Bone actually did the best in terms of the promotional campaign leading up to the EP. So I really had anticipated that Flesh and Bone was going to be the one that, that had the most steam, but, but then it's been Love You From Afar. And I mean, it makes sense to me because Love You From Afar, when I wrote it, was one of those songs that I went into writing as I don't know if I'll ever actually put this out. I just wanted to write a song, and, and I am not the writer that writes five or six, seven, eight songs a month. That's just not who I am. So it's like you would never see me in Nashville with a publishing deal writing songs for other writers because that's not how I think. I process my own, you know, I process the world through writing, but that takes me a long time. So like every song... You know, I have times where I'm writing a bunch of songs consecutively, and then other times it might take me months to write one song. And it's a really interesting juxtaposition in my personality to be that way. Uh, and it's, it's sometimes it's really stressful because I've got a lot I want to get out, but I don't quite know how I want to say it. And I really, really agonize over lyrics. I think hard about what am I saying and what is that going to convey, um, and what does it mean to me. And, you know, the, the thing about Love You From Afar it, it has a personal meaning to me that is not, I think, what maybe everybody would listen to that song and take away, and that's fine, because another thing that I really endeavor to do is I don't want my songs and what they mean to me to necessarily need to mean that to the person that's listening. If somebody can listen to what I'm writing and it means something to them that's completely different than what it means to me, that's fine with me, um, because in a lot of ways, once a song is released, it's not for the artist anymore. The the relief I get from it, the joy that I get from it, is in the writing it and the recording it and then the, the singing it and playing it. And so that, that kind of puts me in a different relationship with the song that somebody that comes to the song would have. But then other than that, you know, the Love You From Afar to me is uh, was written from the perspective of every... <laughs> um, I, I grew up in an environment where everybody was getting divorced. Uh, my parents got divorced. My cousin's parents got divorced. You know, uh, a lot of my friends' parents were divorced. And then now that we're all grown up, I mean, I have people that I know that have already been married and divorced. And so, like, from, from my perspective, I was writing about the uh, just the destruction of something that is, is so sacrosanct and, and, as marriage is and how, um, and I got married last year. And so kind of thinking through those things as I got married uh, led me to write that song um, and talking about just this, uh, this beautiful thing that needs to be protected for all that it's worth and that life is so hard and so difficult that a lot of times something that is that sacred doesn't make it. And so I was just really doing a deep dive into that thought process and uh, then Love You From Afar is, is what came out and just kind of that idea of 
love very often changes, but it, it never really goes away. It just kind of shifts forms and, and the circumstances change. Dancing around the room Singing amazing grace Oh, how your voice would shake Oh, how your voice would shake I am not what you need I am not what you need A boy who got in too deep I think I've got it in me You are a hymnal I'm a hit on the radio I am a tidal wave I don't know where I'm going But it's nowhere good real fast So think of me too often I can love you from afar Six feet below your heart Hear me calling from the darkness Tomorrow's will run dry Don't lose sight Don't lose sight Making love in the back room Your nails would trace me Oh, how your legs would shake Song I've ever written, so <laughs> that song that song really sticks with me. Tell 
tell me about writing it and what about it is so special to you. Yeah, so Red Hot Fever, man, I love that song so much. I, you know, I when I go back and I listen to Red Hot Fever occasionally, it is still, I think, probably the only song that I have written that still a lot of times will bring me to tears. And and that's that's really saying something because from the point of writing a song and recording a song and then going through releasing a song, I hear it hundreds of times before it's ever released. And so Red Hot Fever was written from a very... Uh, the, the place that I wrote it from was just kind of my self-perception. And so I feel like so many times in my life I have been the villain in my own story. And I don't feel like... It, I hadn't felt like I had heard a lot of songs that kind of dealt with that feeling, dealt with the feeling that I am the one that is causing my own problems, is causing the problems around me, and that's the way that I'm living my life. Although I'm trying to live in a way that doesn't hurt myself and doesn't hurt the people around me, it seems like no matter what I do, those are still the outcomes of what I'm doing. And so I was kind of writing from that perspective and my self-perception but that the simultaneous answer from the people that knew me is that my self-perception was very warped and the things that I was seeing about myself, this uh, destructive person that, you know, the kind of the old thing of everything I touch turns to stone was not what everybody else was seeing in me. And I just explored that. And so it kind of goes through, you know, that, that pre-chorus of forgive me what I didn't know back then. I was still working through my sin. I don't want to be a liar. Uh, kind of dealing with all of those things, all in that one, I think that pre-course really kind of sums it up of, you know, dealing with your sin as a person, who you are as a person, and being honest about that. And then getting into the, the chorus, when the stars burn out, do you call heaven down? That one was a part of the song that really was a thank you note, because I felt like I had been traveling this, this road that was no good for me and no good for the people that loved me, but the people that continuously stayed praying for me and the people that continuously stayed in my life and didn't, didn't exit when maybe it would have been easier to, it's just a thank you to those people. And then that song kind of leads into the bridge, which is this in, uh, from, from the perspective of later down the road when I'm better, when I'm not making the same mistakes that I've made, and we see each other, even if there's not that same relationship because I've damaged it or whatever, um, just that smile and acknowledgement of, I'm glad you're doing better. And that's the dream that the uh, that I'm taking into that. Or, or whoever, right? Because it wouldn't necessarily have to be from my perspective, again, if, if you're listening to the song. But that's where I wrote it from. And, and, and funny enough, I finished that song the same day that I finished Hummingbirds, which was really special to me because... Again, it takes me so long to write songs so often that very rarely do I finish two songs in the same day. And so I don't know what it was about that time in my life, but finished Hummingbirds and finished Red Hot Fever simultaneously. They were ready to go in the studio at that moment. And uh, both of those songs have really carried a lot of weight for me since they came out. I was just wondering if there was some sort of connection between the songs for you, maybe with the songs themselves or just personally that made you finish them together? You know, I don't know. I don't, because I, I, I think thematically they're very different. What they're talking about is very different. But I think that there are times uh, 
that songs are meant to be heard together. And when I finished them the same day, the thought that I had was, well, even though these songs are talking about different things, I think that they need to be heard together. And so I, I released Red Hot Fever and Hummingbirds in 2023. Um, and I released Red Hot Fever first, and then I released Hummingbirds with Red Hot Fever uh, in the late summer. And, uh, and throughout the year of working on other songs, I just realized, well, I think these songs are meant to be heard as part of a bigger collective. Um, and, it, you know, it was another reason why I'm so glad that I released the EP, because, you know, last year, I think I was really struggling with a lot of burnout, um, because before I went into, I took that dive, that plunge into doing music as my job, sink or swim, at the end of 23. And so before that, I was working full time and I was trying to write. And as soon as I left my job, I had this realization that I was way more burned out from that than I thought I was. And, you know, you have to do what you have to do. And so it it was just kind of a really freeing feeling in that moment. of, Wow, that's I'm able to write again, because as soon as I left the job, I was writing like crazy. And uh, that put me in this position because initially I was thinking that I was going to go right back into a nine to five, but then it just worked itself out to where I could pursue my, my songwriting full time. And, and that's really helped with being able to write in a different perspective because it, it really does take going out and living to be a songwriter, I think. You know, so if you're, if you're not living your own life, if you're too obsessive over anything, doesn't allow you to be as creative as you might otherwise be and so this has allowed me to be creative in a different way and so kind of having these songs all come together and be a collective thought has just been it's just been such a special experience in terms of taking the songwriting from maybe where I was a year ago and going through not just the burnout from a nine-to-five but also the burnout of being a musician and, and trying to talk about all of those things maybe in, in the writing a little bit. I talked a little bit about that in Sweet Love, but but then coming into a completely different perspective. Of, again, I, I said I got married last year, and so like living that experience and then um, going full-time with music and living that experience, and then it's, it's just leading one thing to another about how these songs are kind of coming together and being a collective thought that, that spans a lot of time. Cup on a red hot fever. Can't tell her that I want to see her. That'll come in time. It was a night to remember. It's a shame I was on a bed. Left my truth behind Forgive me what I didn't know back then I was still working through my sin I don't wanna be a liar Could you take me back through those golden years Back before I was consumed with fear I don't wanna be a fighter When the stars I'm 
waiting on Got the heart but not the legs To go all of the distance You said I mean it this time um. I was on the edge I burned through the foundation I was a raging fire Forgive me what I didn't know back then I was still working through my sin I don't wanna be a liar Could you take me back through those golden years Back before I was consumed with fear I don't wanna be a fighter When the stars social media semi-recently about hiding a Lord of the Rings reference in one of your older singles <laughs> and I just had to ask is there anything hiding in your new EP that we need to look for oh man I don't think so um man I'd have to think of oh oh yes there is actually <laughs> um they're in Red Hot Fever uh in the second verse I hid a reference to another movie so I, I was telling you how I watch movies to inspire creative energy to get me thinking about stories and uh, lived experience and all of that. And my favorite movie of all time is a Western called uh, Open Range. And it was released, I think, in 2003. And it has Kevin Costner and Robert Duvall. And I, and I, I just love Westerns. Uh, I'm from the South, so I've, I've lived in the South my whole life. And so, and, and like out in the sticks a lot of my life. And so, um, you know, I, I'm living in the city of Memphis now, uh, but I am so out of place living in a city. I love visiting cities. I love doing things in cities. Um, but I am born and raised to be in the sticks. <laughs> and so, so in any case, that movie, there's a part where they're, they're going to the town and they have this really old dog. And uh, the, one of the boys that they're traveling with says to Kevin Costner's character that the dog wants to go with him. And, uh, and, and I'll, I'll leave it vague from there just in case anybody's seen the movie. But uh, there, that's the scene I'm, I'm referring to in the second verse of Red Hot Fever. 
that is <laughs> that is a direct parallel to that movie. And so that's that one was kind of for me because I love that movie so much. But it fits so well with what I was talking about in that song, so I just kind of reworked it a little. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess I'm going to have to watch the movie and go for a re-listen of that song then. <laughs> well, if you like westerns, it would be worth the time. If, you, if you've never liked western movies, that one's not the one that's going to change your mind. But, you know... <laughs> Well, what are you working on now? What do we have to look forward to with you next? Awesome. Uh, so I, I've got a couple of things. Um, I'm writing like crazy. Uh, I'm, I'm doing everything I can to, to write music consistently. Um, you know, some days come up as a wash, but then other days are really productive. Um, and then I am preparing to get back into studio uh, to record more songs, to be very consistent this year. And it's, I've already released more music this year than I did in the entirety of 2023. So that's really exciting. So I'm going to be recording more songs, putting out as much music as I possibly can this year, especially because I have a, a good back catalog of music that's not recorded yet. And then I am I'm rehearsing with, with my bandmates, and so we're trying to prepare some live sessions. I want to record us live for some long-form content so that when people find the music that I'm putting out, that they can go listen to what we sound like live, that there's more stuff to go sink your teeth into, because that has been the thing that has helped me become a bigger fan of a lot of the artists that inspire me is finding their music, but then being able to go and hear what they sound like live and just dive into who they are as an artist. Uh, and then simultaneously, so we're preparing for live sessions, but we're also preparing to be able to play more shows. We only got to play one show last year. That was our debut show. But we're preparing ourselves to be able to play a lot more, especially towards the fall. And one of my written goals for this year was to prepare myself to kind of position myself to be able to start touring in 2025. If the, if the opportunities come up before then to go tour, by all means, like, we're ready to go. We'll, we'll go immediately. But if not, the, the kind of long-term goal is to be prepared and positioned to start touring in 2025. Well, that is super exciting, and I will be on the lookout for some of that new music and whenever your tour dates drop. But since we are a college radio station, I always like to ask if there is any advice, words of wisdom, anything that you would like to say to any of our college listeners out there. Oh, man. <laughs> uh, one I have to think about. Um, one thing I would say is that uh, it gets better. Um, I'm just past that, you know. <laughs> and my college-aged years uh, were not some of my better years. But getting just past that on the other side, it, life gets a whole lot better if you let it. I love that. That's awesome. Yeah, I'm sorry that's not as elaborate as an answer. but <laughs> No, you know, I, um, I think simple can be just as good. Um, but that is all that I have for you today. Thank you so much for taking the time to talk with me. Yeah, thank you so much. I, I have really enjoyed this. It has been a good exercise for me in you know, thinking through the songs post-release because um, I will get to the point where I, I am thinking about the next batch of songs so much that maybe I'm not giving enough uh, thought to the ones that we, uh, we just put out and went through all of the effort to get out. So um, it means the world to me that you reached out and asked me to come on. This has been an awesome experience for me. And that's our show. Thank you so much to CJ Starnes for taking the time to talk with me. I had so much fun with this interview. And as always, most of all, thank you for listening. Here's one more from CJ Starnes. Have a great night. There have been a thousand songs about 
So you know I'd find you 